0: Hello and welcome back to the Life on the Rest podcast, where we talk about a bunch of topics when it comes to the watch world, everything from vintage to modern. We cover just about all of it. Today, we've got a few things we wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about Blancpain's uh, 50 Fathom 70th anniversary act 3. They uh, released a, a piece at a very good time, I think, for the brand, and I thought I would give my thoughts on it. I'll also speak about uh, a couple of auction houses that have some online sales and also one that is having an in-person sale with some extremely exceptional pieces. So we can dive into the Blancpain 50 Fathoms first. So last week, or I guess two weeks ago at this point, um, Blancpain and Swatch announced that they would be releasing a collaboration where they released a series of watches that took their inspiration from the Blancpain 50 Fathoms. Um, but made in a Swatch case. This obviously sort of followed the uh, Swatch uh, speed, uh, Speedmaster uh, that they released a couple of years ago, and obviously the world went crazy for this extremely collectible watch, or I guess line of watches. Um, this really got people interested in Blancpain, and I can say for a fact um, that people who may not have known who Blancpain was before the collaboration with Swatch definitely started to know about them and i think what Blancan ended up doing was capitalizing on exactly that so a lot of the pieces they released actually took some inspiration from vintage 50 fathoms for some of the milspec 50 fathoms that, that were created and for Blancan's 50 Fathom 70th anniversary act 3 which they released last week uh, they released a piece that essentially was a vintage nod to the original milspec 50 fathoms The watch is um, a 41 millimeter 9 karat bronze gold uh, piece that has uh, all the finishings of um, a watch that you would absolutely um, love. It has a black dial with gray-white moisture indicators, which is obviously a nod to the original Fifty Fathoms. It has a black ceramic bezel insert, vintage Super LumiNova um, on... uh, you know, the bezel insert and the dial and um, also has a display case back to show the movement it's um, the uh, automatic movement 1154 that is a no day version of their 1151 one, one. this um, act three was obviously um, following act two and one that they released for their seventh anniversary of this specific piece and it comes in 555 pieces a retail price of thirty-two thousand usd now um to release a piece like this that has that takes a lot of their inspiration from the most back 50 fathoms is obviously a way to celebrate a very iconic watch in the history of the brand however um coming on nato strap it also is a way to really get um, individuals into the vintage uh, 50 fathoms and after getting a ton of audience a ton of eyes on the brand after their release of their collaboration with Swa- with Swatch. It's hard to think that they didn't time this in a way that um, that would allow for uh, a lot of attention to be given to this specific piece. Now it is limited, so that is something to consider, and it is considerably more expensive than the original Blancpain Swatch collab. The, the excuse me, the Swatch collaboration. So whether it's going to be for the same market as those who purchased the um, the Swatch you know up for debate and maybe i'm reading a little bit too into it but i do think it's a great timing for the brand to do something like this because you have they have to capitalize on the eyes that were attracted to the brand after after this uh this incredible thing that they did with swatch um so i'll leave a link in the show notes as i always do to an article about this this piece it really is worth taking a look at moving forward i want to talk about a couple auction houses phillips i'll start with phillips they have their online auction. The Hong Kong sessions fall uh, fall twenty twenty three is currently going on. They have some very cool pieces, pieces that you would typically imagine would be in this, um, in in online auctions. Things like F P insurance, things like Patek Philippe, Rolexes, etc. But I did pull out a couple of things that I thought were quite interesting. One of the pieces that I thought was really, really amazing, I saw on Instagram first, and that was the uh, lot 8062. It was a Hermes, uh, which is not something I speak about a lot, but it's a limited edition titanium, ultra slim um, watch with a uh, white gold bezel, Clair de Lune dial, and is number 10 of a limited uh, 36 pieces. Uh, What's really amazing about this watch is that it has... um, a really really amazing uh, dial it's the clear moon moonlight uh, where it basically has the night sky on the dial of the watch it really is um, quite uh, spectacular to look at i highly recommend you checking out pictures of this piece because it it really is beautiful if you flip it over it also has a display case back with a really beautifully finished movement with a micro rotor which obviously um, is something that i speak about a lot where i i find myself um, extremely intrigued by micro rotors and i find it a, a great uh, way to enjoy watches it still has the sticker on the back comes with everything complete um, yeah spectacular piece and um, one that caught my eye another um, piece that i thought was quite interesting was the uh, was lot 8076 from bulgari it is a uh, one of the limited edition ultra slim titanium chronographs with dual time, um, and it was made in a limited edition of 200 pieces because it was the 10th anniversary uh, design edition. So, in 2022, in celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Octafinissimo, um, Bugari released two Octafinissimos, now dubbed the Sketch, um, where basically they, they ins- instead of having printed dials or the dials um, that that originally came with his Octafinissimo. Most the dial basically has the printed version of what the um, designer, the dial was um, that executive producer Fabrizio uh, Stigliani uh, created uh, for these for these pieces. I do think it's a unique Bulgari. I do think the Octafinissimo is one of the greatest pieces to come out recently, and um, this I think is a, a, a very um, interesting piece if you are looking to collect maybe something on the modern side that um, has some rarity to it. Speaking of rarity, the lot 8080 um, is, um, <laughs> I mean I honestly can't believe that it is uh, being sold, um, is the, uh, the uh, Hublot uh, Hodinkee collaboration. Um, this was the limited edition titanium watch with date um, the watch is number thirty three of a hundred, and was made in collaboration with Odinki to basically um, pay, I guess, homage to the idea that Hublot used to give um, give pieces that were essentially loaners when their watches were being serviced. So the dial of this piece is not for resale. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot that could be said about this piece, um, considering the fact that. It was very difficult to, to get a hold of these um, when they did come to market. I, I will say this is definitely someone who's trying to capitalize on, on I guess, an allocation or a purchase. Um, but each to their own, if that's something that they want to do. Um, I hope they enjoy it. It will be interesting to see where these go. Recently, MBNF released, or I guess Max Booster released the fact that the M- the Mad 1 Red was being discontinued. And followed by the Mad One Green, there is a lottery that is open for the um, purchase of one of those Mad One Greens. So um, I encourage you to participate and uh, 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 sign up for the possibility to purchase one of them. But if you aren't able to do that, there is a Mad One Blue and a Mad One Red being sold at Phillips. One, at the Blue is lot eighty eighty five and. 8086 is the mad one red um it's interesting to see one of the mad one blues especially because it was given to one of the um uh, you know one of the tribe members um but uh hey is what it is um uh, that, uh, that being said it's an opportunity to get some uh, some pretty cool independent or, I guess, something something unique from MBNF, or I guess the the Mad Gallery. So, um, I encourage you to check it out. Moving on to Sotheby's. Sotheby's is hosting their Fine Watches online auction. Um, some uh, pretty interesting pieces that they've been able to source. I will say it is definitely Rolex heavy. There are some really great uh, Polymer Daytonas. Um, there is um, quite a nice. Uh, yellow gold um, uh, Daytona 6263 uh, that's in, in, in interesting condition um, but there's also some vintage pieces like a 4062 from Rolex there's also a 60, 6234 pre-Daytona there's a big red they then go into sort of modern Daytonas as well they have some some steel sports steel vintage um, so GMTs they've got on the, on this auction but they really do run the gamut of, of, of Rolex in, in this auction. There are some nice Patek Philippe's as well. There was a couple of pieces that I thought were quite interesting. They're towards the end of the um, auction, but as I said, they have um, a lot of the pieces that people are, are looking for uh, to add to their collections. Um, one of the things that I found interesting and i 'm just getting to the lot here was a series of coin uh watches so lot four seventy five is a Rolex reference six three excuse me three six one two um that is in a uh, it's a Rolex Cellini inside of a coin there's also a quorum um coin watch and also a Piaget uh, coin watch um so those I thought were quite interesting uh One of my favorite lots is um, definitely the uh, lot 480, which is a Thunderbird reference 6782 with a really incredible uh, bezel. I'm sure you probably have heard of them, but if you haven't, check out the links uh, in the show notes because I do think those are pretty great. And then one other piece that I wanted to mention was a really, really cool, and this is only for, for those who'd like to see maybe some age on the case of a watch, is um, lot 485 it is a vacheron from 1960 that has an incredible dark dark red oxidation around the bezel of the watch it has a black dial too and so it really looks incredibly cool on the yellow gold case Um, the pictures are incredible i think i might be posting this on our uh, instagram tomorrow because it really is so so cool um, if you like oxidation on on cases, I encourage you to, to see this so that 's uh, Sotheby's. The other thing I wanted to mention was Monaco Legend group, so Monaco Legend Group is also going to be hosting a um, in person auction but it will be you will be able to i think put a bid online from the twenty first and twenty second of october and They've been teasing some of the pieces that they have um, sourced for for the for the auction, and they finally released some of the uh, the, I guess the catalog for this specific auction. Um, The uh, the pieces are I mean, what Monaco Legend Group is really doing is uh, bringing to market some of the most significant watches in the history of watchmaking, essentially. One of their cover lots is an incredible, um, incredible Patek Philippe um, with a black dial, brigade numbers, and leaf hands. I believe it is. I will just find it right now. The catalog is. Um, it will be linked in the show notes. So um, if you are in need of seeing that, but it is a essentially a unicorn reference five thirty in steel. Um, with incredible uh, brigade numbers and leaf hands sold in 1941 with a black dial. Uh, Incredible. Like, truly incredible. Um, Further, they have a a really uh, unique piece that is a um, Patek Philippe in uh, platinum dating to the 1920s with center seconds, a square-shaped oversized case in platinum with an art deco dial and brigade enamel numbers, Um, incredibly, incredibly rare. They also have uh, uh, one of their other cover lots is an extremely unique um, Cartier Magnum tank in yellow gold with a calendar that's powered by an automobile movement made in 1964. it's confirmed by the archives that this was actually a watch that was sold so um yeah uh, some incredible pieces they've got a 2497 petrocal in yellow gold with center seconds they've got a really beautiful uh 60, 62, uh from rolex with a incredibly aged uh dial uh one of 150 examples that were produced or surfaced on the market with a yellow in yellow gold um yeah uh, uh, super super important. I could literally go on and talk about um, the incredible pieces that they have uh, sourced for this auction um, so so much more uh, there's a, i think there 's a buyer insi- buyer signed um, Vince Nautilus, uh, which is also incredibly rare. but I can continue to go on and on i 'm going to put a link in the show notes to the uh, catalog so you can see it because it is worth um, worth perusing if you uh, honestly just want to see some some really nice watches um and uh, of exceptional quality and i think that's what you're always going to get from uh the Monaco Monaco legend group so um yeah check out the show notes if you would like to see that i think that will bring this episode of the life the podcast to a close it's pretty incredible since the beginning of the podcast we are now at episode 148 i think this is like maybe episode 30 of season four. So um, it's been a wild journey. I look forward to making more and more of these podcasts um, as we continue to go on. If you are new to the podcast, be sure to follow us and share this podcast with a friend who might be interested in a watch podcast. And if you are feeling generous and wouldn't mind rating this podcast, it really does help get this um, podcast out there to more listeners who might be interested in watches Um, and it will be suggested to those who might have an interest in some of the topics that we are speaking of. There'll be links in the show notes to all of our, um, I guess, uh, you know, normal links to our website, our YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, So if you want to check out uh, some more of our stuff there, you can do so. With that said, guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day, rest of your evening, rest of your week, and we will uh, see you in the next one.